Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, Andrew Cromie and Siobhan Ring from the ICBF join us to discuss the launch of the new Dairy Beef Index and explain how it can benefit your herd. First off, Andrew explains what the Dairy Beef Index is. It's focused on generating um, beef calves from the dairy herd, which are um, going to not uh, cause problems for dairy farmers in terms of um, uh, easy calving and short gestation, but also critically um, generating a a calf that the beef industry wants to take on and rear through the slaughter. And um, I think that has been one of the challenges that we've had in the past on this dairy beef index or this dairy beef discussion. The primary focus of the dairy farmer has been on um, easy calve and short gestation when they're picking a beef bull for use in their dairy cows and um, with that singular focus in mind the net outcome of that has been year on year we've been generating beef calves from the dairy herd which uh, the beef industry is finding more and more difficult to finish prof- profitably in terms of carcass weight and confirmation and, and as a consequence increasingly rearers and the meat processing industry uh, are 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 having real problems with these dairy beef calves, and then the problem that we have is we're as an industry generating more of them. So, the dairy beef index is coming at a very important time in terms of actually helping us to improve the the, the quality of these calves as well. So, Andrew, you you've picked up on my next question really, and you've covered a lot of it. You know the rationale behind it, the the spec of the calf that we're producing is you know, is not there in terms of quality. Can you just delve into the aspects of it that aren't meeting spec? I mean, there's a couple of pieces that are really relevant here. Um, With the growth of the dairy herd, and we have 1.5 million dairy cows um, obviously going to calve calve, um, uh, this year, 600,000 of those will calve in the month of February. So labour is the biggest issue on dairy farms. So understandably, they're focused on short gestation and easy calving bulls. The consequence of that is that, you know, and if we look at the year-on-year trends that and take Angus's or Frisian bulls or Herefords, you know, you know, um, the critical requirements for a beef farmer is that he gets it into that minimum carcass weight and, and with the acceptable spec to get his, his, to get his return from the meat processing industry. And, and, um, and again, if we look at the, 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 the percentage of animals that are getting into those target specs has been consistently declining, particularly around confirmation, carcass con. So this need to get into this O equals, which is the, the minimum spec to get your uh, your QPS bonus and your, um, your or a, a farmer, a beef farmer to get the QPS bonus and get any Angus premium uh, or Hereford premium. And once they don't hit that, then, uh, you know, they're, they're down 20, 25 cents a kilo on a 300 kilo carcass and that 70 or 80 euros is the difference between making a margin in dairy beef and not making a margin and increasingly the beef cows we're generating are are not getting into that minimum spec and these beef farmers are not making a margin and as a consequence uh, that is backing up in terms of their willingness now to buy these these calves from the dairy herd and that that's generating a significant challenge for us as an industry, as a dairy industry, or will, and increasingly will, unless we start to address it. 
And I suppose if we, we turn to you, Siobhan, um, you know, when I look at EBI and what I, what I see farmers, they're selecting on fertility, milk. Now they're moving to things like maintenance and health. You know, beef is probably one of the least important, you know, for a lot of dairy farmers, I suppose, except for guys who are, you know, dairy and beef, maybe, you know, they've they've a um, mixed enterprise farm. If you look at the the dairy beef index, what sort of traits does it include? Uh, the dairy beef index is made up of two main sub-indexes, the same as dairy farmers would be used to, where they're used to fertility, milk, calving. Um, there's seven sub-indexes in the EBI, but for the dairy beef index, we've condensed it just to two sub-indexes. So we have a value of calving sub-index and a value of beef sub-index. So I suppose the value of calving really is where um, you're including your calving difficulty in your gestation mortality, the traits that dairy farmers are primarily concerned with. And then the value of calving takes into account feed intake, carcass weight, carcass conformation, um, carcass fat and traits like that. And then if we look at the, the index, you know, we see an awful lot of benefits for, from the EBI. What would the benefits of the dairy um, beef index be for dairy farmers? OK, so if we just um, we did just a piece of analysis and we looked at, um, we say, the bulls that have been commonly, the beef bulls that have been commonly used in dairy herds. Um, and we compare that to bulls that are ranking the best on our dairy beef index. Um, we see considerable differences um in the calf price that is generated um, for the for the calves based on the best on the dairy beef index, but also an improvement in one confirmation grade and about 17 kilos higher carcass weight without any difference in uh, calving difficulty uh, into the dairy farmer or gestation lint. Um, so I suppose all around it's it's good for the dairy farmer and the beef farmer uh, and the entire wider industry. If we look at it from the beef farmer's point of view, what sort of traits will they be looking at in particular if they were to select um, calves that they would purchase in the spring from the index? Primarily, you know, we just to focus back, the dairy beef index is for dairy and beef farmers, but it is only to be used by dairy farmers for selecting bulls on. Um, I suppose... What if a if a beef farmer is then going picking up calves out of that? What they're primarily concerned with would be the value of um, calving sub sub index. So you want animals that are going to be, have a higher value. So every one euro in dairy beef index can be interpreted as one euro additional profit um, for that bull's progeny compared to the average Holstein Friesian bull. But there is also work underway uh, at the moment, which is going to look at. Um, outside, kind of incorporating the dairy beef index, but looking at, we'll say, if that if the calf was born to a heifer versus a cow, um, what was the 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 birth weight of the calf? So there's going to be potentially a slaughter index coming out of this that beef farmers can use that will be more informative, that will give them more information next spring. And if we look at the application of the dairy beef index, now um, how I would have seen it traditionally. Farmers would either um, AI for maybe their the full breeding season, we'll say for argument's sake, 12 weeks, or you would have had farmers who would have um, had dairy AI for 12 weeks and then they would have brought in some form of a stock bull. There is a shift from tradition in that farmers are, get, are improving fertility, so they might only breed for three or four weeks of dairy AI. Um, so I guess... In a roundabout way, my question is, is this just for farmers who will AI for the full breeding season or will have a mix of beef AI later on in their AI period? So for 
just this spring, um, we have just released uh, the Dairy Beef Index Proofs for AI bulls that have been used um, in dairy herds so far. Over time, that will be made available for stock bulls. Um, but I suppose initially we just want to get farmers you know, used to seeing the Dairy Beef Index, getting confident in what it, what it is, um, and uh, AI companies, and that will be selling you know, high, high Dairy Beef Index bulls. Um, I suppose the key is that, you know, uh, when, when you're making your breeding decisions, I suppose that you still, you, you have to breed your dairy replacements. So you still want to breed high EBI replacements. You want to breed them off your best cows. So generally they are your uh, your heifers. So I suppose a shift from traditionally farmers may have used all, um, maybe possibly Angus bulls on their dairy heifers. But I suppose the idea is that you want to have your best dairy replacements from your dairy heifers. And then it's the cows that are, later calving that you would use beef AI in those and from those for those animals you would be using the dairy beef index so EBI for dairy replacements dairy beef index for beef bread replacements and finally Andrew like where we use the dairy beef index effectively during our breeding season you know in combination with the EBI what sort of effect do we expect this to have on our overall agricultural industry I think I think the the, the, the biggest one of the biggest challenges that the, the our dairy industry faces is and, and and we're all talking about sustainability now is um, you know to have stati- sustainable dairy production well we need these cows calving to have these cows calving we need to have them generating calves that um, the industry can take and and I think the biggest challenge that we have to face in that conversation then is this increasing reference to social license. And um, while some industries have slipped down the route of um, developing bobby calf systems or whatever to take these calves away, um, it's certainly government policy, it's broader Irish dairy industry policy, ag food policy, you know, that that is not an image we want to present for Irish agriculture. Um, we have a green image, high health status, and uh, we export a lot of product. So we really need to protect that. And the one way we can start to protect that is we have to start to think about these uh, these calves we're generating. And, and uh, in that context, we're really encouraging farmers to, to see this in the broader, broader context. It's not just about you know, I have to get this calf off the farm, I have to get into, you know, milking the cow. It's it's that, yes, we have to do all of that, but we can actually do it, but at the same time, start to focus a bit on some of these beef traits that ultimately rarers in the beef processing industry want to need if they're to make a margin, because if they're not making a margin, they won't be there to rear the calves. And that's the challenge that we're currently facing. So it's, it's, it's addressing a lot of these broad industry issues which unless we do address them, um, they're just going to become bigger and bigger challenges for our dairy farmers. So this is the start of a process of change for dairy farmers, which um, is, is going to be critically important. That's great. Thank you, guys. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Andrew Cromie and Siobhan Ring for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.